Welcome to tonight's uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. Uh, we've got a new uh, new, new visitor, uh, Matt. Uh, how are you doing? Great, sir. How are you all? How's everybody doing today? Doing well here. Uh, so you get your first cap here. Uh, Rafa Royce, how are you guys doing? Whoever wants to jump in first. I'm good. It's back, back, from, back from the wedding and <laughs> all the rainfall over there. A fun wedding or... There you go. <coughs> yeah, it was a fun wedding. <coughs> a, a wet one, too, because it, it rained during the reception. All right. So, okay, I was just checking to see on here. And, okay, so, yeah, there, we're up on all three. Um, and, Royce, how are you? I see you got the uh, Kings of Texas flag behind you tonight. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice. We're doing all right. Doing all right. Labor Day weekend, three-day weekend. Can't complain. And it's now showing up, Rafa, uh, on Twitter and Facebook. So and and uh, YouTube here. So we are good to go. I know we're starting a couple minutes early. I know Royce has uh, got uh, a hard out at eight o'clock. So we wanted to try to get his thoughts on uh, at least the recap here. But uh, initial thoughts on the week uh, can be any topic here. Uh, Matt, uh, your your thoughts on this past week? Uh Great game. I know we had a great game. Uh, Manchester shocked the heck out of me. Not going to lie. I was expecting them to beat Arsenal, finding out they were the first uh, team in the table. So it's early. That 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 actually shocked me. Yeah. Rafa, how are you? Uh, I know we'll probably get to uh, Rafa's European adventures later on in the show. but uh... <laughs> I was able to watch the second half of the game, the Oakland game, and so it was pretty entertaining, and and what can you say about the, the Club America and Liga MX seven in a row, top of the table? They were on the bottom, not on the top. So, so I'm happy about yeah, that. So, Liga MX is like Triple A, even the MLS, right? Well, <laughs> they're beating all the good teams, so that's that's what I'm happy about. They can't even they can't even win uh, Concacaf Champions League anymore. So, uh... well, no, no, with this team they might. So we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully they'll get Royce, Real Madrid, uh, another another big win for them against Betis. So that was a good one. So the, Royce, the triple threat. The triple threat. Royce, uh, I saw Yadier Molina uh, steal third. Uh, so that was uh, kind of unique this past I think it was this weekend here. So uh, believe it or not, he has two stolen bases this season because people don't pay attention to him. Yeah, I was going to turn to a baseball podcast real quick. Um, uh, one of the – was it the last – yeah, the last game that I – been to back in St. Louis. Uh, my sister and I went on a sibling trip in 2016. We went to opening day for all the festivities and we got to see Yadi Molina steal a base in that game. So it's rare, but it happens. And also Albert is five home runs away from 700 and he's two away from passing up a rod. So, and we're also eight games ahead of Milwaukee in the central. We're having a good time. We're, we're doing good. We're doing good in baseball. Everything's good. How are the Rockies doing? Uh, do the Rockies play baseball? <laughs> I don't think they know if they do or not. So, good question. I think they sell their best players, you know, so it is what it is. But no, it's baseball to me is kind of dead at this point. I'm just like, uh, so I'll watch some of the postseason. But uh, moving on to FAFC. Um, and I guess I should do this here uh, SAFC in Oakland. Um, to me, Manley returned, but Dylan was out. So I think that was kind of the big, 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 uh, 
I don't want to say shock. You know, to me, anytime Dylan's not in the lineup, I think it's a little bit of a shock. Um, I knew with Jonathan Check and, and his reporting for the Striker Texas, you know, it was said that Manley was going to return. Any surprises on, on the starting lineup? I, I get you ever be surprised. I always we haven't had and the same lineup all season, so I, I know. Exactly. I don't think we've used the same lineup one at two games this season. So are you surprised by no, no, at this point? No. They're like rock singers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes. That's, that's how I see it. They, they draw short straws or they draw, um, Lottery. yeah, numbers out of a hat to figure out who plays. That's it. That's what it comes down to. But at the, I will well, say, the formation was a little bit different. I know, you know, you know, Royce and Ruff and Matt could kind of go into was it really, but you had Sam and Patino up top, uh, Pirano, PC, according to how it, how they uh, on how SAFC showed it, yeah. and then Bologna, Abu, Gomez, you know, back line through yeah. there. The only difference, and it really it didn't really look like that too much. PC did get forward a little bit, but at the same time, he's kind of. I think they're kind of implementing PC more of the Maloney role. So Maloney, whenever he would play up, whenever we had Triore, Triore would be out there. Maloney would be in that PC spot. And he'd go forward a lot. Um, PC's playing that role, which is fine. It's not really that. Mo is not the only one that goes back. PC also goes back in support Correct. as almost a double pivot sometimes. So it's not really that much different. You put Pirano up. And he's basically in the same spot that Sam was in earlier this season. And then you had Patino and Dylan up top. It's, it's, it's not that different. It's a slight difference. The, the thing I will say that I'm excited about for this and seeing this lineup, and this is kind of the third, second or third match we've had similar forward, uh, a similar forward core play together is them getting time on the field to get used to each other, to know where each other are going to be. That's going to be huge come playoff time and that's what they need to do um that's kind of why this little downturn in form haven't really you know yes it's a little frustrating but at the same time the most important thing we can do is prepare ourselves for the playoffs and that's what they're doing and that's why Pirano Patino they're starting to click a little bit. Um, Adenarin and Patino are definitely starting to click with the runs they're making together and they're making Whenever Sam and Patino um, earlier this season, when they'd start together, they would constantly make the same run. They would get in each other's way. They'd always make the same run. Now it's very different runs, and they're looking for each other. That's big. Secondly, you have you saw in this match that Pirano was trying to distribute to them. Uh, he was short on a couple passes, but there were some really good ideas that were uh, – passes in the channel that were line splitting passes that really could have been dangerous. They just need to sharpen that up a little bit. And another thing you saw in this match that is never not exciting is Mo being the distributor in charge, distributor in charge, and also being a general on the field, he would destroy every single little attack that, um, that Oakland put forward. It would be Mo that would break it up nine times out of 10 and it was awesome watching him and, and watching peak Mo. And then that assist the Sam that we'll see in the highlights here. Unbelievable. But it's, it's the exciting thing. Yes. We've had, you know, some players are injured. We have injuries. It's SAFC big surprise injured players, but at the same rate, the players that are healthy, the players that are going to be starters, they're getting used to uh, playing with each other on the field. And that's going to make them stronger and come playoffs. And I think for me, what stood out to me is Pirano out on the right. You could tell he's he's not comfortable there as of yet, um, but you, you can see the the thinking behind it. Um, so the highlights was uh, as always is courtesy of YouTube, USL Championship, Oakland Roots, and San Antonio FC. So here we go. Down the home stretch of the USL Championship season, we're underway. San Antonio from right to left in the white and open from left to right in the black. To give the opportunity to the other wingbacks to operate in. On the top here is an opportunity for a Adenarin. Adenarin, almost a terrific start for San Antonio. And Adenarin riding that back line. Nice Good ball by PC there. PC. 
Very. And you know he has one thing on his mind, just trying to get this on this deadly left foot, trying to bend it in. Notes packet for the media, and there's a section of San Antonio's that you don't necessarily want to see, and it's the only team that has it, and it's a game's missed by Walker as it's through here to a dinner, and a dinner and puts it home! Great. And to me, that just goes to show you don't you don't have to have power behind every shot. It can depend on the placement that you do on the, on the shot by Sam. What what a big mistake! Also, and just to kind of give him space to even give that pass. Great for such to bring it down out of the air with a lot of. So I know John from USL Tactics said that um, unlike our previous opponents here, Oakland has aggressive center backs along those lines here, and I think San Antonio took advantage of it. On this one here, is you know, is there anything that Oakland could have done any different, uh, you know, Rafa? Not quick enough. Well, the, from the initial pass, you saw all that space that, if you look at where uh, Mo's at, right there, you can stop right there. There's it's just too much space. He's got three guys around. but So that allows that, you see, and that's what I think the – we're, we need to get better at when we're going to send these long balls. We got to kind of pinpoint to see who has these one v ones in the defenses. That we, because a lot of the times when we send the balls up, there's like two or three, and they get intercepted and they counterattack on us. Uh, this is good on Mo's part. He recognized how the defense was. It was a one he received one v one. If he can get behind the ball and, and beat that one defender, he's going to get the shot. And Keep you can see there. So you can see the 1v1 right there because you see Patino there. He's occupying two defenders there, and there's a, and that allows that space. So that's where we need to get better at as far as recognizing those areas. And I think that's going to lead – and that's going to, I guess, lead to opportunities like this. There's two things real quick I want to point out about this. One that I had mentioned earlier is that Patino and Sam are now making um, different runs. Um, and shout-out to John who commented uh, with USL Tactics – um, Oakland Roots have some very ag aggressive center backs, and we're seeing this. One of these center backs came up to try to take on Pirano and left the other two with Sam and Patino. So Patino stayed wide, and Patino got in the face of the other and took them with him. So if Sam is by himself. The other center back is trying to recover because he left him alone, mm -hmm. and he's not going to get there in time. And that's what happened is Patino is taking over two center backs, Sam is by himself, and Pirano comes up to take over one of the center backs. It should be three on three. One of the center backs blows his assignment, and that's why this goal happens. And Mo sees that, puts the ball where it needs to be, and that's what happened. And that's what SAFC needs to work on more. And that's we saw it happen here. And it was that's something that they were due early in the season. And that's when early in the season, that's when you had Collier and you had JD and they would make different runs and they would do the similar thing. Well, now you have Patino and Sam out there, slightly more dangerous, slightly more consistent players. Also, you're going to have Collier um, by Lone and JD off the bench. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're going to play very similar ways. Uh, I think we got the, we got the striker side set for sure. <laughs> We need to get healthy in the center back on side. Back we need, yeah, we need Fabian to get back. And, well, the, well, the one yeah. thing on on, on this on their um, formation, if you saw the formation, you know, it's a three five two. Mo and Mo and uh, and PC are basically your holding mids, and that mm -hmm. and that's kind of free up uh, Piranha to kind of go wherever the basically ball side, and that's where you're going to see him more to get involved with the plays. But I guess I think maybe that had also to do with Dylan being out because normally if Dylan is, we have a 3-4-3. So we went with a 3-5-2. I think one of the things they recognized from the first game, we were getting killed in the center mid from Oakland, and that's how we allowed that first goal. So it was important to have Mo and, and PC in, you know, in that center got to intercept balls, which they did. But Piranha was given kind of freedom to kind of go run around and be like a third forward. But – being involved with all the playmaking and so forth. And like I said, this is a lot of space for the guys that get the goal. Yeah, out of possession, uh, Piranha <laughs> would come back and he'd help out whichever side the ball was on to help out um, with the press and help try to win the ball back. Outside of the ball, uh, with the ball, Piranha would go forward and he'd help out the, the forwards. And that's the role that he needs to play. That's where we need him. We need him to find that space. We need him to be effective that way. That's where Sam was earlier. Sam is too valuable to do that on the back shoulder of a center back. 
So we need Pirano to take that in the middle and take that pressure off and distribute. So, and that's what he's getting his legs under him. And you saw it in this match. He's putting it together. He's, it's taken him a couple games, mm-hmm. but he's putting it together and he's understanding his role. And like I said, I think closer to the playoffs and in playoffs, I think we're going to be very dangerous. Rotation in the back end from Juan Mayor Murad, not quick enough. Talk about being composed. Great first touch to bring it down out of the air with a lot of traffic around you. And then a nice little toe poke. Doesn't need to hit it hard. Just gets it out. Abu. Patino I got to think when Patino scores, it's going to open up the bank for him because he's he has to be one of the most unluckiest players right yeah. now. You, you know what Patino's going through? He's going he's going through the Justin Dillon period right now from last season where it just seemed like no matter what JD had to do, it the ball just didn't go in. He would get his chances. He'd make the right runs. He'd put a good shot in. He wouldn't go in. That's what Patino's having. And we saw earlier this season – the dam broke for JD, and he just could not stop scoring. That's what uh, Patino is going to hit later this season. One of the few attacks that Oakland had really all night. Yeah, and that's because Taintor got a little bit aggressive. He lost his assignment, and Far and Kamiri uh, bailed him out. Is that Kamiri or Gomez? That was, that was Kamiri. That was Kamiri. Oh, what a touch by Sam. Maloney breaking free. Maloney in alone. Maloney. Maloney he would have it. That's what I said. If only he would have chipped I think he could have passed out of Pirano on the backside. Pirano's busting his ass reward him right. If you stop right there, if he sends that pass there, Pirano taps that in. But I think we have to give Blanchett some, you know, for we have to give a goalkeeper because he's. Yeah. He did do a great job of cutting down the angles because I'm not sure with the defender here and with his positioning if he could have got a clean pass. There's two players for Oakland that need credit on this, and the number one player is Blanchett. He is the ultimate reason this doesn't go in. He gives a good angle. He makes the player make a decision whether you keep going to the inline and you shoot or you shoot now. He makes him make the decision. The other one is the center back over here by Pirano. Um him covering keeping up. up, yeah, keep covering up Pirano because that's an easy pass, and I think that's what Maloney's looking for. And he's waiting for uh Pirano to get there, he just doesn't get there because the center back busts his butt to get there. So, those two players are the reason that's not an easy goal. But once again, if Maloney can chip, if he's uh sponsored by uh Tostitos, then yeah, so. Sam with another good shot on target. Yeah. Goalkeeper of the, week. the way that he comes out, he sees it the whole way through. And then to have the reaction to get up, to get well positioned. <coughs> Ain't been more menacing on the two sides the last few minutes. Here's Manley cutting good to see in. Manley back. It off. A denner in the put away saved by Blanchett. He's made three big ones now in this second half to keep it 1-0. For the Oaken Roots, you can see Azucar. Why are you trying to play through this line? So congested in the middle of the field. That was Kamiri winning that ball Manly, and Manly like coming up. That's step over, and then it's crazy. Those two center backs involved in the attack like that, get involved in the press. And then Shannon, what can you say? Shannon F and Gomez. God, never gives up. Never gives up. Unbelievable play. I still think Sam mishits that, but. Oh, 100% he mishits that. I thought it was off the goal, to be honest. No, it. It was it, it was him. He, no, he, he threw that change up. He threw that change up and got him to swing and miss. Nice, nice job by Nicky Hernandez too. Have to be a bit more higher tempo as he clinches his left hamstring at the end of that play. Give credit to Gomez on the front foot. Good ball across, and the Sam Adinner has the composure. Take that first touch. But at the, the same angle. rate, if you're Sam yeah, and they ask you, they uh, did you mean to do that? Uh, yeah, yep. I meant to do that. 100%. <laughs> and that was, and that was left foot. That was his right foot. That was his right foot. That's his off foot. So, hey, maybe it was on purpose. Because that's uh, – I'm not trying to slam Sam. Ironic. Um, <laughs> but – that's probably the best finish he's had with his right foot this entire season. So, yeah, not wrong. <laughs> you know what? It's a goal. Hmm. Off foot goal. That's improvement. We love to see that. So, yep. Dos a cero, two nothing. 
Matt, your thoughts on the match? I, I think it's pretty impressive. I mean, I, I feel like we're we're starting to mold together with the, with the additional Pirano. So uh, seeing him trying to take get the attention to get the guys to move forward, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to be pretty strong coming forward. So stat-wise, possession 64-36 uh, in favor of Oakland. Um, however, 17 shots, nine on target, uh, you know, five off tar- uh, target. Oakland had 13 shots, only two on target, you know, you know, four shots off target. Um, four corner kicks apiece, uh, 17 to 15 fouls. We had 17 yellow cards, 3-1. Um, we hit the woodwork once, you know, 11 shots inside the box. Uh, passing, still not good, 61%. Um, didn't hurt us this match here. Um, you know, uh, to me, it was just it, it was it was a typical. Hey, San Antonio got the got the early goal. They they defended and and they got that second goal at the end um, to close the door. It was Marcina Ball, Marcina Ball, twenty twenty two. Gary said, "With Camari uh, out next game for yellow card, do you think Garcia comes back or, or uh, Abdul Siad? Uh, we'll see who's I, I healthy." I think Garcia comes back for the San Diego game. I don't think so because he's not. At least from talk, listening to Jonathan Chuck, he hasn't been out the practices and stuff. Not even okay. on the side warming up. So now we don't know if he's you know there afterwards or not. But um, I have a feeling Garcia's out a little bit longer uh, for that. Um, but we'll see. That's that is going to be something that that we will have to uh, look at here. Um, before you have to go here, Royce, uh, and, and before we get into the breakdown here, I do want to c- talk about the four-game um, home stretch here. Four playoff teams. Uh, remember, kickoff times go back to 7.30, so if you show up at 8, you're going to miss uh, 30 minutes of game action. Uh, so make sure that you get out there earlier. You know, if you get out early enough and go to the, you know, uh, Crocketeers tailgate or, you know, go hang with you know, everybody in the parking lot uh, along those lines here. Thoughts on this upcoming upcoming stretch? Uh, to be honest, you know, looking at SAFC, AFC, or SAFC schedule, the next six are against playoff teams. You know, four from the west, two from the you know, two from the east. Uh, the last two on the east are on the road. Uh, but uh, your thoughts, and we'll go with you, Royce, because I know you got about ten minutes before you need to go. Your thoughts on this upcoming stretch uh, for this? And you know how verbose I am, and I'm going to take the entire ten minutes to respond to this. No. Um, uh, no, it's. I mean, it's an important stretch. This is the tip. This is a typical stretch where you know the last five, six seasons. This is where we'd say it's a make or break time. This is the time when SAFC needs to decide if they're a playoff team or not. Well, it's kind of a make or break time. Um, this is. Do you want to be the number one seed? Are you the number one seed? Are you the best team in the league? Right. It's not so much this for the, the West, but it's for, yep. it's to be able to host the playoffs. Correct. But that's what this is. That Correct. this uh, stretch of games is going to be to determine if SAFC is the best team in the league. Period. Um, yes, obviously the playoffs also do that, but the playoffs have crazy crap happen. You never know what happens in the playoffs. It's nuts. Um, but I think this stretch is kind of the Hey, are you are are you them? Are you the real deal? This is it. This is that stretch. So we'll see. Um, it is important. At the same time, honestly, I think the number one priority right now for SAFC get healthy and stay healthy and get some time together on the field. This is going to be a good stretch for the players that we mentioned that are new or getting this new system implemented. That's that's slightly new for the players. Slightly new instructions. It's important. This is. This is your warm-up to the playoffs. This is your time when you figure things out and you figure out who you are and you go into the playoffs as strong as you can. I think this schedule kind of lines up really well. There was a kind of an easy stretch um, after the little week vacation that all the players got. And now this is, hey, we're back in the league. This is It's time to show up. This is the warm-up for the playoffs. And the playoffs are on the corner. So, yeah. Uh, good stretch, but at the same time, 
prove to us who you are. Prove to yourselves who you are. And let's get it done. Let's get some wins. Let's stay on top. And let's go after that number one seed. And, and looking at the stretch, you got San Diego that's in a battle um, with Colorado Springs for second. New Mexico's in a battle to try to be able to host the first round um, fourth there um, with Sac Republic. So to be able to know this, it's not only important for us, but it's also important for these teams as well, seeding-wise, to be able to, hey, are we going to finish second or third along those lines? Also, if San Antonio does have a rough patch, hopefully they don't, but if they do, right now now's the time to have it (laughs) well no but like san diego they could you know if they have a rough patch of you know even if they don't even if they win san diego two nothing san diego wins the tiebreaker new mexico if they win greater than 1-0 they would have the tiebreaker same with uh, i forget the score on the switchbacks match Um, sacramento won won the thing there now i don't think all of those really matter as far as for the tiebreakers because i think for san antonio fc with the point lead that they have Barring a complete collapse, which I don't foresee happening, especially with four matches at home, probably not as big of a deal. Um, Matt, your thoughts on the upcoming schedule being at 730? Um, Gee, it's going to be early early games now, so got to get there on time, man. Can't, no time to waste, but I'm not going to lie. Seeing, seeing San Diego come back and seeing that we're, we're healthy, I mean – Kind of curious how Donna's gonna play with us. Uh, New Mexico, I I feel con- a little bit confident, no, but knowing that they're great on the road, it's it's tricky. Yeah. Colorado, with the way they're going, I, I mean, they picked it just, back up. So they're they starting to yeah, warm up. Their last match, they one. look good. Yeah, with that one, it is a coin flip. And then uh, Sacramento, just gotta make sure they they're not on their toes still. So. And the Colorado, oh, sorry to interrupt you. The Colorado Springs is a Tuesday match, so it's a Saturday, Tuesday, and then Saturday coming up here. So the switchbacks one is the one that I wonder if we see maybe more player uh, player rotation on, on that match where where it's a Tuesday match. Yeah, but at the end of the day, um, just hopefully they, they get get it together for these these next four. Uh, I really want to see a win primarily against. Uh, the loyal and of course Sac- uh, Sacramento kind of even that out. Rafa, your thoughts? Well, this is uh, like the old saying from the Nate: "To be the man, you gotta beat the man." Uh, this is this is the this is the four game stretch to make a statement to USL. You know, put a, put a, put your foot up there. You know what? Up each team's. You know what? And and make a statement. I think I think if you beat San Diego Loyal. You're each closer getting clinching Western Conference. Uh, you definitely want to throw a monkey wrench against uh, New Mexico and, and you know, the switchbacks in Sacramento. You know, you want to flex your muscle knowing that, hey, in the playoffs, you're going to come here to San Antonio and you're not going to win. And that's and that's the statement that they need They need to make these four games. And it starts with the San Diego game. We didn't have Patino in that game. We'll see how how uh, Mr. Mr. Donovan wants, is going to is going to plan this game because I know he planned a lot for the last game, but we're shorthanded. But this time, say, so how are you going to handle the three-headed monster with Pirano and Patino? Hopefully, we can get Dylan back. And like I said, we're, I think we're a lot better shaped than we were from that game as far as offensively. Because offensively, I know defensively, I know we're hurting without Garcia, but and now with Camiri out too. But I think the big factor also, like you put, is, is Kyle Adams and him not being there. You know, what kind of game plan are they going to have to try to stop Adidaran, Patino, and also Pirano up front? And I, I think we'll be surprised in this game. When we get up, we score one, We could we, this can turn to a route. And, and that's what San Antonio needs to do is make a statement on this first game this Saturday. Royce, I know you got to go here, but thoughts on the San Diego match? Yeah, two, two things real quick. I'm going to do my final thought. But first, for San Diego um, – the biggest thing that they did, the reason they won three nothing in in the, the the first match, the one that was in San Diego, was because they found a lot of space between our center backs and our midfield. Uh, we were pushing up a little bit, and they found a lot of joy there. Uh, with this last match against uh, Oakland, 
with PC and Abu sitting back more and filling up that space, I think that can only help us. And with Pirano wreaking havoc in front of them in the vent field with the press, I think we're 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 gearing up for them, and I think we're we're in a lot better space. Um, it's going to hurt not to have Kamiri in the back line for sure, but at the same rate, um, man, I think we're in. And yes, our center backs aren't one hundred percent healthy. That. That's another sticker, uh, but at the same time, we're in a lot better place uh, tactically and personnel-wise uh, for this match. And my final thought, <clears throat> I'm going to keep it simple so I can get out of here. Um, I'm sure everyone that has a kid has had a, had their kid have meltdowns and bad days. Well, we had a bad day, so that's why I got to go. Um, but my final thought is uh, Sacramento, give them hell, man. We'll be watching. I think this is our last show before um, the U.S. Open Cup final. Let's go, Sac Republic, man. Let's go. We're all we're all rooting for you um, here in, uh, in in USL land. So let's go. Show them who you are. It's only night. Orlando. Yeah, Orlando sucks. It's only Orlando. Do it. <laughs> Do the thing. So well, let's not forget. So Orlando came from Austin, so they still carry that stink. So oh yeah, it is the Aztecs, isn't it? Oh, well. it is Aztecs 1.0. Yes. Yeah. The the fighting Chris Tierpacks. All right. Um, I'll never forget. I'll never forget tier pack against the Scorpions putting two in from like half field. Insane. That hurts so much. Anyway, we'll see y'all later. Go SAFC, a uh, big stretch coming up and um, let's go. Let's put some results in. We'll see y'all. Good night. Later, Good night, Royce. So San Diego's performance on the road uh, at home, they're, they're 11, 0 and four. So at home, they're, they're very good averaging 2.2 points on the roads. A different story. However, um, they are five wins, four draws, four losses, uh, only a plus one goal difference and average points of 1.46. Um, we're San Antonio's eight wins, three draws, one loss, uh, plus 17. Although, you know, a few of those you have to do with uh, a couple of uh, big wins, um, over uh, minnow teams, um, and averaging 2.25. Uh, points. I think um, I think it's Vassell that's still the, the uh, leading goal scorer for for them. But Rafa, your your thoughts on uh, San Diego? Uh, yeah, Kyle Vassell, and then uh, Koki Vegas uh, is their goalkeeper who did an outstanding job against us uh, for here. But your thoughts? I do think them losing uh, Adams is is huge. Uh, you know, for that here, let's not forget when Adams went out against uh la lafc or not, not lafc la galaxy 2 the, at home they ended up losing 5-0 um, now they won't be down a man but i do think he is that key of a player but your thoughts uh rafa on uh the loyal well that that right there you know it's going to be tough on them because now we have our like i said the difference between the last, the first game we played them is we didn't have continue in that game, and I think having that continue would have kind of, you know, really caused some problems there. This game without Kyle's, Kyle Adams, his leadership is needed on this. You know, you're gonna have to pick your poison. Either you're gonna double Edwin, you're gonna double Patino, or and now you're mixing Pirano. So it's gonna be very difficult for them. And I think I think we need to take, like I said, we need to take advantage, especially you know having that 3-0 loss with them, you know, this is a prime opportunity to route them and try to get them, get that 4-0 on them to to kind of get that tiebreaker back. You know, I, and like I said, their back's against the wall on this one, San Diego. I know they're going to pull all the strings because they need to win this game in order to kind of stay in second. But, you know, it's a long shot for them to, you know, for them to get the first place unless we have a total collapse, which I don't see that's going to happen with us. But I think for us, we just need to make a statement on this game, letting them know, okay, you're gonna if you're gonna come here, you're gonna have to beat us in order to go to the conference final or to the championship. So, but I, I think I think we're 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 in good shape now offensively. And I think I think with this loss, it's gonna really damper on, on as far as their game plan and and it's it's I think they're gonna kind of set back a bit. But I think eventually we're gonna all the pressure that we put on, we're gonna end up you know getting that first goal. So. Just to kind of refresh everybody, it wasn't just uh, Patino that was out. Abu was out as well. So yeah. we started far, Manly, Tanner, Garcia. So obviously uh, Garcia is going to be out, uh, you know, for that here. So 
um, you know, most likely uh, we're assuming uh, Delem, PC, Dylan, Sam, Gomez, Maloney, and, and Kamiri, uh, you know, for that here. The issue that came into play is we didn't have any bench, and that's where that's where San Diego wore us down. We had Jude Bossart, you know, who was the backup goalkeeper, uh, but then we had Roman Holt, uh, uh, Kai Levere, and Henrik uh, Sakshung. Uh, so we had four academy players, which they're good, but, you know, they're not USL championship. The only two subs that we had was uh, Saeed Abdul-Salam and Nikki Hernandez. So it, it was one of those where we were probably a little bit shorthanded. San Di- uh, it, it was a big match for San Diego. They had this circled, uh, you know, after last year um, losing in the playoffs. So it, it, to me, it'll be interesting to, you know, come down where San Antonio is probably still not 100%. But they're going to be a lot deeper, you know, to be able to absorb the pressure, um, you know, so that way they don't get worn down like they did, you know, at that game because um, it was 0-0 until the 65th minute and then 72nd and some, uh, 77th minute. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a tight game. And then, you know, just, you know, you know when, when they were sub- out. Yeah, they subbed on uh, Vassell. And I want to say they subbed on um, – yeah, when Vassell came on, that was the the big change, uh, you know, for them here. So, Matt, your thoughts? I know you watched the loyal match. Uh, you know, kind of your thoughts uh, of the upcoming changes. Number one, it's not at, at Toro Stadium, which you know, uh, you know, from listening to uh, Pro SAFC, who actually went, you know, one one of them went to attend attend the match. They said it was a, a great environment. They had forty seven hundred fans there. Um, your thoughts of it being at Toyota Field, uh, hopefully a health. Well, it'll be a healthier roster, mm-hmm. um, you know, just than what we're running. It may not be completely healthy, but uh, your thoughts on the matchup against the the Loyal and the more depth at this time for San Antonio? I, I think we're gonna do better uh, on tightening those gaps. Hopefully, I'm, I'm praying for that with a booming back and uh, also having PC out there. Uh, I feel like PC Abu. Uh, Maloney and and Pirano are all going to be key points in this game of uh, adri- of taking away the attention. Uh, I feel like also a little bit with Kamiri out, it, it, it is tricky on how they'll defend that back line. But I, I do feel like everybody will, will draw back to, to keep a, a good wall from, from them scoring. And I, I, I'm hopefully, like I said, from behind the goal, hopefully seeing positive uh, – Positive outcome uh, in our favor. Moving on to uh, – well, any final thoughts on the San Diego match before we move on to standings, uh, a look at the playoffs and then yeah. final thoughts? I think I think the big key is is, is our, our central uh, mid. mid mm-hmm. Having PC in the hand, Abu, I think if they can keep the pace of the game, control the you know control the game, not in the same way same, same, as far as possession-wise, but as far as pace and – intercepting balls i think it's going to be a long night for san diego and, and especially with our guy our guys back up front up top you know i, I think we can handle we have enough depth for as far as our defense but you know now plus we also have you know uh none besides shannon gomez we also have uh, uh let's go we we'll get, get back um our other forward um <laughs> the last oh, um, huh nacho. besides nacho nacho, huh? nacho collier uh, hopefully we have Dylan back. Uh, Sam Sam played in that match, but Patino mm-hmm. was out due to a red card. Yeah. So hope, like I said, I think we're that game we're at sixty percent. This game we're at about eighty percent. So I, I think that's going to be the big difference. And they couldn't even score on us until very late. So I think we get on them. Got on them early. If, if Abu, Abu and PC set the pace of the game, we're going to win this game. And hopefully we can them and get that point back. So looking at the standings, uh, East Louisville, uh, 58 points. Rowdy's uh, second at 54th. They both have clinched playoff slots. Uh, Memphis, Riverhounds, Birmingham, uh, who knows who will finish third, fourth, or fifth. It's all tight. And then Miami, Detroit City, they're battling out for the final spots. Really the East is set. Um, Tulsa lost, I want to say, to Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta United, too, which basically killed any hope that they had. Of, of making up the difference, um, barring a complete collapse from the Miami FC or Detroit City, which I just don't see happening. So I think the the East is set as far as playoff teams. 
seating that still has to be worked out. Um, Louisville, I think, probably comfortable number one, but Tampa's uh, you know right there. And then, like I said here, you know, really between you know second through fifth, you could you, you know you could you could see any 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 adjustment. Out west, uh, San Antonio, and 19 wins, uh, 60 points, eight points clear of the loyal. So if they do win. Um, looking at the max points and depending on what the switchbacks do, uh, San Antonio may have a four points that they need to get before they clinch uh, the West. Uh, so most likely during this four-game home stretch here, they will uh, uh, clinch the, the Western Conference number one seed. Um, San Diego Loyal switchbacks, a battle for second or third. Um, Sacramento, New Mexico, kind of in the battle you know, for fourth or fifth. Um, don't sleep on El Paso. I, I kind of counted them out, but they've uh, kind of rebounded. Uh, they, they got a big win against New Mexico, two to one, and beat Phoenix three to one. So, um, is it just average teams, or are they kind of figuring things out? Uh, you know, with all the changes, I think the lights are in trouble. You know, they're still at thirty, you know, in thirty seventh place. Uh, the Galaxy play tonight, so we'll see if, if they move. Um, this lot loss really hurt Oakland's chances. Uh, Phoenix. The team that has the best shot is actually Monterey Bay because they got two games in hand. Uh, their max points, um, you know, is something that uh, puts them at uh, 56 points. Uh, LA Galaxy's max points is at 57. RGV, uh, surprisingly, still has that 54%. I know they've got a couple of games. They got a big one this Wednesday against. Uh, El Paso in the final Copa Tejas match of the year uh, for that here. So, um, you know, for that here. Um, unfortunately, the champions uh, just never get out of the gates this year. Um, and, you know, that's where it's at. So looking at the playoffs here, seating-wise here, out west, San Antonio would, would be uh, automatically advanced to the semifinals. So uh, they'll most likely play that weekend of uh, October – or not October. Yeah, October 29th. They get the lowest seed available. So whether it's, you know, right now, the, you know, if seeds held, it would be the winner between New Mexico United and Sac Republic. But if any of the any of the teams upset either Switchbacks or, or San Diego Loyal, whether it's El Paso, the Lights, or you know, whoever makes it into the seventh slot, San Antonio would then face them. Out east, Louisville, uh, just like San Antonio, uh, if they finish first, will we'll, you know be out of spot in the conference uh, semis. Uh, Birmingham, Pittsburgh, um, kind of funny thing last year. That was also a first-round match or quarterfinal match. Um, it did not play due to COVID, and I want to say Birmingham advanced on there, so yeah. that, that would be kind of interesting. And the year before, they faced in the first round, and the Riverhounds blew them out. That'll uh, be a tough match for Louisville. Yeah. One of those two. One of those two. Uh, but I don't think it does. Memphis 901, I'm not a believer. I'm sorry. I know USL John Tactics um, says that they're a better team. I just don't believe them. Um, Memphis 901, Miami FC. I could see Miami FC advancing, and then that's who would play Louisville. And this would be a tasty uh, match. Uh, Detroit City traveling down to Tampa Bay. Um, if Tampa Bay finished second. <laughs> for that here, I know Maxi Rodriguez, uh, San Antonio, um, uh, you know, born and bred and, and along those lines. So that would be kind of interesting. But that's where we're at playoff-wise. Um, really, really, the East is kind of set just outside the order. The West, it's, it's still it's still open, you know, because I think the only sure spots – are the top five um, when you get down to, you know, six, you know, with El Paso, Vegas. Um, it's kind of wide open uh, for that here. But uh, any thoughts on the playoffs or standings at this point that, that stands out to you? Yeah, it's like especially the seating is going to come down. I mean, we, we, we're we probably going to influence the seating out east with, with Birmingham and Pittsburgh. Right. You know, we could be a monkey wrench for one of those two teams <laughs> as far as who's going to host – so, you know, I guess each game is going to be important. And another also for us, you know, we just need to stay ahead, especially staying ahead of Louisville. And that's that's a big thing that we can host. We can get the overall number one seed. Because I know USL and ESPN wants to have the game there at Louisville Stadium. Yeah. So 
But and they don't want to come here to San Antonio. The West, so. the West team has never hosted. Uh, we'll yeah. just leave it at that. I think I think this year might be, hopefully we we'll light those candles that we finally get to host. So San Antonio does have a two point lead on that. Our max points if we went out would be eighty one. Louisville, if they head out, is at seventy nine. I think we when we looked at it, Louisville has the easier schedule. Just being honest, um, number one they're in the East, but number two. They play a tricky game against Tulsa this Wednesday, away at Pittsburgh, so that's one of them. But they play home against Loudoun, home against Memphis. Um, then they play at RGV, so they travel down to HEB Park on October 1st um, and then come back in, in home and play uh, Detroit City and then play, play Hartford. So, you know, uh, will RGV do us a favor and, 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 you know, at least tie or knock them down? But that's the question because – as much as I love San Antonio FC, I don't know if they get through these six matches undefeated, you know, collecting three points each each match. So, um, you can't cut, you know, like I said, Louisville, you know, I think that Tulsa game might be. It's a, a sneaky one. Yeah. I, I think I think if Louis, if Tulsa, may, you know, I don't know if they're still out, out of it, but, they're, you know, well, maybe if they mathematically, if they're, if they're still in it, they're probably going to go with all guns blazing for that game. Uh, don't count out that Memphis game because Memphis may want to try to sneak up on Tampa Bay, try to get that that second seed if they're within that striking range. So Louisville may have the easier kind of on paper the easier schedule, but I think they've kind of they faltered a little they faltered a little bit these last few weeks with, with certain teams. Yeah, Memphis they won uh, two. Louisville won two one when they played them uh, mid July. Uh, Pittsburgh and Louisville. When did they play Pittsburgh? Uh, they won at home 2-0 as well back in April. So um, I know Mongols is, um, you know, kind of gearing up for that one as well. Uh, that's a Saturday uh, against Louisville. So that, that'll be an interesting match, uh, you know, for, you know, for Pittsburgh to see if they can do it. If, I would love it if it was two ties, not even, you know, have to have to beat them. And, and the reason why you say anything can happen, Indy 11 beat us, and they followed it up by beating uh, Louisville, you know, Louisville this past week. So, who knows? Your, any final any thoughts that you have, Matt, uh, on the standings? Um, shoot, it's just it's just a run for who really wants it. That's how, how I'm seeing it right now. I mean, it, it, ours, our side is so open – yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see RGV come all the way up. No puns. <laughs> so moving kind of off topics uh, for it here, Rafa, is there any topics, leagues, or anything you want to talk about? <clears throat> well, as far as the college scene, or there were some college games this past weekend. I know UTSA had a little nice, nice little trip to Florida. <laughs> yeah, they split. They beat Stetson 3-0 and lost to – uh, South Florida and a tough 1-0 uh, match uh, for you know to them, which I think they're going to be their American Athletic Conference uh, opponent. Champion. I think next championship for next year, so that's a good you know like I said that's a good road trip for them. Also, uh, Texas A and M and uh, Texas A and M San Antonio had a game. I think their home first home opener. They got a 3-0 win versus Kansas Wesleyan. Uh, Trinity Men had a 3-3 tie. So like I said, we're starting to get the the swing of things as well because we'll show more coverage as far as with the, with, the, with the college team. We'll get some more with the other teams with St. Mary's and also with UIW. So you just, just with, you know, like I said, the college just really kind of getting, getting it going. And hopefully, like I said, by mid, sometime around mid-September, they'll already start with the conference play. Yeah, so St. Mary's, just to kind of give a heads up, their um, record's 4-0. Uh, they beat uh, Southern Nazareth, uh, Missouri, Western State, um, Felician University. Uh, they play and, and Fort Lewis up in, in Canyon. Uh, they get to travel to uh, actually my home state this coming weekend where they play up in Gunnison. Uh, you know, at Western Colorado, we used to call it a wet, a Wasted State um, just because it's a party <laughs> school. Uh, and, then, uh, and then go to Alamosa. Uh, at, at Adam State, I had a, a, one of my best friends, Chris, wrestled uh, for uh, uh, Western Colorado and Gunnison. It's 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 
it's a cool place to go to. Uh, real small, rural town, uh, but uh, you know, the, the the university is kind of fun there in in, in Gunnison. Really, the only thing to do is drink. So. <laughs> but that's a typical college town. So, <laughs> uh, so but no, wish St. Mary's, uh, uh, you know, uh, much success as well, and Coach Driggs uh, for that here. So, final thoughts uh, as far as like leagues in Europe, overseas, Mexico, VAR, any any topics we want to touch base? Uh, we'll start with you, Matt. Uh, I think you are uh, unfortunately a Manchester uh, United fan. Hey, I, I stayed loyal to my teams. Can't do it. You can't change it. But oh, I was very impressed with the with United winning over the number one seed Arsenal. So that VAR just I I don't know why they overturned it for them, but not trying to show off sides. But well, thankfully, they're not, uh, they're not Liverpool, so you know. or or uh, yeah. But I'm just thankful they got the win out of that one. Rafa, any thoughts on, on Europe or Mexico? Uh, well, as far as in Europe, um, like I said, like I said, uh, Bayern's still trucking along in their Bundesliga. Same thing with PSG in the League One. Uh, Real Madrid, buys, right? Huh? They have buys, right? You know, just you know, they get crowned the champion automatically, right? Yeah, oh, for those two former leagues, yeah. <laughs> La Liga, it's, it's things are heating up. Like I said, uh, Real Madrid got a big win over Real, but Betis, who had they hadn't beaten them at home for you know I think the last three seasons, and finally got a win there. Uh, and then, well, actually, Champions League starts tomorrow, so they're going to be a, a plethora of games. Yeah, on that's there. What I'm actually going to talk to you. Uh, Champions League's tomorrow. Uh, Dynamo <laughs> in Group E. Dynamo uh, Zagreb, Chelsea. Uh, RB Salzburg hosts AC Milan. Uh, Celtic uh, hosts uh, Real Madrid. Uh, RB Leipzig uh, was it uh, Shakhtar Dunksis and and Dortmund hosts uh, FC was it Copenhagen I believe is what it is. Mm -hmm. Sevilla hosts Man City. Benfica hosts uh, the uh, Macfibia Hafia and the uh, uh, what's the goalkeeper? Um, uh, he played in Phoenix Rising, but a USL goalkeeper uh, Cohen. There yeah. and, and probably the the main match, at least name wise, PSG and in Juventus. Uh, any matches uh, are must watch um, outside of your Real Madrid. You know, Homer glasses there. That that one's probably going to be the prime game, the PSG Juventus game. Um, you know, all that money that PSG has pumped in to, to to try to win Champions League, even though the FIFA find them, which I, I little I have a little bone to pick with with, with FIFA about that. Um, you know, it's 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 PSG's got to have to prove a point here with this game. They got to win this game, man. If they're gonna show, if they're gonna win the Champions League, but Juventus is a very complicated team. They got some players that we used to play for PSG. They're now with Juventus, so they got a little bone to pick. And this is gonna be a close game, but I, I think Juventus is gonna give them a game. But P PSG may squeak by barely by a goal. And. Uh... Matt, did you want to talk Europa? Uh, I'm not big on Europa. Hey, I'm not big on Europa. Hey, Man United's, uh, you know, looking at the headlines, they named their Europa League. I don't even know if I don't even know if it's Europa, but Europa League. But I do have a bone to pick with you, Rafa. Hmm. And, and I and, and I know this isn't a team you support, but how can Barcelona get a clean bill of health? For, that's uh, what uh, that, that's uh, I forget who gave it to him. I want to say it was you know UEFA or somebody said, "Hey, no, everything's on on all level." How is that possible? No, I I, I think there's some some bribes going around there. UEFA. I mean, there was a list. Allegedly, there was a, there was a list list of teams that got fined. PSG was one of them, and for Barcelona not to get fined for their financial practices and and honestly, you know. How, were as far as signing these players and so forth, but having no money and being broke makes no sense. And and you know while other teams would probably get get a big uh, demotion as you know re relegated to single, same thing should you know it shouldn't be the exception with with uh, with Barcelona because you know if the other the other La Liga teams can manage their finances properly and so forth, and these guys can't. And not, and also not get fined by UEFA. You know something's fishy about this. And um, 
you know, if FIFA needs to kind of step in and say, hey, you know, they deserve to get fined. You know, you know, if you can't take care of your books, your financial books, there's no reason for you to be buying players until you can take care, you know, until you can balance your budget and so forth. So that, that's that's my little kind of little bone to pick on that. And 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 I know they've, they've won a couple games or, you know, I think they're won a couple, three games in a row or something like that. But I, I think there's still, you know, we're not playing players for contracts that you promise, you know, then there's no reason for you to be, I think, honestly, they should have been kicked out playing the Champions League and so forth. And even being relegated for what they did, but but who they are, I guess, because name speaks for itself. It's they're going to keep them there, I guess, and keep things competitive. So on Wednesday, uh, Champions League, uh, Ajax Rangers. I think that's a that's a interesting a matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Napoli Liverpool. So Group A is a solid on, on all four of those. Uh, Don't sleep Athletic- on Napoli because they may have, they may surprise uh, uh, Liverpool on that one. Uh, Atletico Madrid, FC Porto, uh, Club Bruges versus uh, uh, Le- uh, Leverkusen, uh, Barcelona. They got the bye week, uh, unfortunately. Victoria uh, Pilsen, sorry. Um, Inter Milan, Bayern Munich. Although Barcelona, I would love if you lost that match or even tied it. I think that would be awesome. Uh, Frankfurt, uh, Sporting CP, Tottenham, and Marcel. That's that's probably a good one uh, for that here. And then I will give credit to, uh, I think this is a, you know, I know Europa League match, uh, a group E. Uh, Man United plays Real uh, Sociedad, um, which I think is a pretty good one. Union Berlin versus Union St. Louis uh, out of group D. And then the other one, uh, Arsenal plays FC Zurich, uh, you know, also on, on, on Thursday. So lots of soccer uh, for that here. Uh, but I, I do think that uh, Man U Real Sociedad match. Uh, is a pretty good one to to watch as well. Uh, from my understanding, Real Sociedad's a pretty decent D. <clears throat> so that that would be a two o'clock kickoff there for you, Matt. Uh, hey, it worked out so good. So, Maybe we'll see Ronaldo in that game. <laughs> man, he had so much like time to score, and, and he just wasn't getting it this last game. Well, he was trying to fly the coop. He was trying to go to. Go to Sporting, or I think I think the other one. I think Napoli was actually trying to get two blockbuster signings, but, but they fell through. They were trying to sign Ronaldo and Killer Navas. Had they signed them, Napoli would have been. I think that would have helped them as far as Champions League. You know, their chances for getting out of the group a lot, a lot better. But that those deals fell through. Final thoughts, uh, Matt. Could be anything you want. Final thoughts. I uh, can't believe we're getting out under an hour, but or right around an hour, depending on how fa- how, uh, how uh, long final thoughts take. But uh, your your final thought there, Matt? Uh, just want to win out these games, man. I want want to see FC uh, do something this year, and uh, just want to fill that bunker up. So y'all got nothing to do Saturday. Come out to Toyota Field, hang out with me by the drums, and just get this going. Rafa, your final thought? Uh, final thoughts. Um, hitting the road again <laughs> this week, going to Ron Rock. Um, and then also, um, I got to say congratulations to my brother, Jose Alonso, and D for their wedding. Good for wedding. Um, also, um, happy birthday to my mom tomorrow. So happy birthday to her. And like I said, Club America, seven in a row. <laughs> they were on the bottom. In July, and I guess playing those those uh, friendlies really helped them out. So now in their first place, and hopefully, hopefully they'll, w- they'll win the league and get in the Champions League, and not do- lay an egg like Pumas did with, with, with Seattle <laughs> for, for the for for next well, for next. Say MLS is better, and I hate saying that because I hate MLS, but uh, you know, United States over Mexico, and I know I'm the only one you know here on this, but uh, always US over Mexico. Uh, for there, although I will, you know, as we discussed last time, the the Mexico kits just hey, just, they uh, sold out right when I was about to buy them after saying that, and I got jinxed on it. I couldn't buy my my kids. I was so upset. Yeah, yeah dude, it's better hurry up and get them. They need they need to get restocked on that stuff. Yeah, so both my, the home and the waitresses were were sold out. My final thought, uh, kind of echoing Royce, uh, seven o'clock, Orlando, Sacramento, U.S. Open Cup final. I will say this, you know, putting on my tenfold hat, the reason why this isn't on ESPN is because it has Sac, Sac Republic in it, so you can only watch it on ESPN+. Plus. 
I have a feeling if it was two MLS teams, I bet you it's, I bet you it's on ESPN2 or somewhere along those lines. But uh, because Sacramento's here, uh, for me personally, uh, I would love to see it. I know it's on the Oakland Roots show, um, and they're probably one of the few few places that you know don't want Sacramento to, to advance. Um, for me, I'd kind of like to see it, number one, um, to see if they would upgrade their roster to kind of be able to not – wouldn't necessarily contend, but to be respectable uh, for here, because I do think that is an interesting, th- interesting aspect for it here. And then I would also love to see how USL kind of shapes their schedule if they kind of work around it uh, for them here. But I think for any lower league or non MLS fan, uh, you know, I, I think everybody's rooting for Sacramento to be able to do that. Um, but, you know, like I said here, thank you, Matt, for hopping on. I know Robert, unfortunately, uh, you know, had dad duty and uh, fixing a washing machine. So unfortunately he wasn't able to. Uh, Royce uh, obviously came on for a little bit. So thank you, Royce, uh, for taking the time. Rafa, as always, uh, safe travels this week. I know this weekend I got to head up uh, to Austin. Uh, AJ finally got his first match uh, for there. Um, and then Anna's got a match. So we'll, we'll have split like duty. Them. Split duty, but uh, wishing AJ good luck, uh, you know, with his team uh, for that here. But uh Thank you for everybody tuning in. We're getting out right out of an hour, so we did it.